What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Grace. And I'm Caroline. And we are here to talk about some spooky shit. We are. How was your Thanksgiving? Your turkey day? It was nice. I didn't I didn't do anything. We, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. Um we made a ham, um, and you know, all the other stuff, mashed potatoes, gravy, uh, mac and cheese, stuffing, um, an apple crisp, you know, et cetera. And then Lovely. we had um Nella's best friend from the neighborhood come over. So oh my we had God. A double dog day, and we drank hot toddies, and we binge watched the entirety of 1899 on Netflix, and it was lovely. Which I need to watch. <laughs> it um, is yes, it is so good. We can talk about this at the end, but I'm I'm deeply deeply obsessed with it, and I just I'm gonna start dark again because I started dark. It's by the I same people who fucking did dark. love dark. Yeah, yeah. I started dark like probably two or three years ago, and. I was watching it with a dub because I just, I don't know. I, I like to be able to text, you know, while I'm watching things. So I was like, I'm going to do the dub. But it was so corny with the dub and I just, I couldn't get into it. And now I that can't. I've watched 1899, I'm like, okay, I can do the dub. I, I feel like 1899 was a good way to kind of get you into the dub because it's like partially in English. So you don't have to deal with it the whole time. But it's Ugh. also in every other language that you can imagine. So. Yeah, I am firm anti-dub. When people told me they watched Squid Game with the dub, I was oh, like, God. no, no, no. Well, I did watch Squid Game with the, gu- with the dub, but <laughs> I, I did that on purpose because I knew that if I watched it without the dub, it would be too emotional. So the dub oh gave God, it a little right. bit of additional kind of corniness where I could just kind of... I don't know, distance myself from the characters and the fucked up shit that was happening. So that's yeah. why I I recommend Sweet Game with the dub because it's fucking, like, goofy. It's really goofy. Did you know that Harper knows um, the red light, green light song sung by the <laughs> robot girl really? in Korean? Like, what? like perfectly. How, did she watch Squid Game? <laughs> no, it's, like, all over YouTube, though, I guess. Mm, that makes sense. Our Thanksgiving was eventful. We went to Colorado. Uh, I saw your brother surprised you. He did. He surprised us from Mexico City. Um, and we were all, before he got there, we were like, oh, this is the first time we've had the whole family together since before the pandemic. And then we were like, but Danny's not here. And then he walked in. And of course, we got a video. My mom screamed like one of those like, either my child is dying or my child is here kind of screams. Um, but I just got wildly high beforehand, like mm-hmm. uncomfortably so, where I spent like an hour and a half on two charcuterie boards, like almost painting with meat and cheese. I would love to see a photo of those. I love a good I have some. Board. I yeah. will send them to Send you. them over. <laughs> My, I have a friend who has, uh, his Instagram is charcuterie queer and he oh just like God. puts together charcuterie boards and it's so funny. It's like the cutest thing. I just kept saying <laughs> charcuterie for the cuties. Charcuterie for the cuties. And everyone's like, Grace is in such a good mood. She's not even drinking. And I'm like, I am so high right now. You're like, if I had even a single <laughs> sip of wine, I would go I would over the edge. have to take a nap <laughs> and no one would see me for the rest of the night. Yeah, no, I had a Celsius and an edible. It was 
Kind of a solid combination, but I did not sleep that night, I will tell you that. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those, like, you're spinning so hard that you can't sleep highs. Like, you're just... (laughs) I wasn't that high at that point. It was like the Celsius, the energy drink at that point was, like, keeping Mm. me going. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Harper fell asleep at the dinner table, which was cute. (laughs) That sounds like a pretty solid Thanksgiving. We didn't talk about a leaving question. I have one. <gasps> I have one in me. my back pocket. It's not it's not like a spooky one though. It's kind of a stupid one. I like but it. But who is your celebrity doppelganger? Hillary Duff. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Sorry. It's just always been, but it's pre pre new teeth Hillary Duff. Totally. Yeah. No, I feel like seeing pictures of you as a teenager, like you could be Lizzie McGuire. Yes. 100%. Very easily. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like a like a punkier. You're like if Miranda, you're like Lizzie McGuire with Miranda style. Absolutely. Like I appreciate that. I love Miranda. <laughs> I know. Miranda's such a badass. She Remember, was. like whatever happened to La Lane? Like I felt like she had a whole career in front of her I and it know. just like... It flopped. Like, where is she? Ugh, she wasn't even Gordo? in the Lizzie McGuire movie. I know. Like, Man. there must be some drama there. I don't know. And there, there was. That- there was some drama. She wasn't hmm. going to come back for that spinoff. Remember? No. Well, and she, like, obviously there was some drama that happened, like, pre-Lizzie McGuire movie since she wasn't in that. And, like, Gordo was in that. Oh, yeah. Gordo so. is forever the go for the nice guy, but never worked for yeah. us oh totally situation i have recently been getting a lot of i think maybe lizzie mcguire was put on some streaming platform that i'm unaware of because <laughs> i've just been getting a ton of tiktok lizzie mcguire like fan can content and i got i like like lizzie and gordo like for and i was just like i mean tiktok just has me clocked as like you know a very solid not elder or younger millennial just midstream millennial right in the mid <laughs> right in the mid midstream and they know they know what I need, and it is Lizzie and Gordo fan can content. Well, I feel like that's what's cool right now is like that early two thousands kind of Y two K fashion, and people are it like, is. "Oh my god, cool!" And I, I was think like, they're moving Ugh. off of it though. I think they're going. We're going. We're going into twenty tens kind of like hipster grunge era. We were which just I'm into. there. I know. That's, I'm I still dress that way. As do I. I've never, I've never stopped. <laughs> the one thing that I've stopped is skinny jeans because I never liked them in the first place. Oh, but. it's all I can do. It's all I can do. Um, uh, what about you? Who's your doppelganger? Uh, I would say Britney Spears. I genuinely have always, uh, people have told me this since I, I, probably less now, but like when I was younger, people would tell me I looked I like could Britney totally Spears all see the time. It. Yeah. And I was obsessed with Britney Spears and obviously still am obsessed with Britney Spears. I was like, if you follow you me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> if, any, if any of you are unfortunate enough to follow me on Instagram, you will know <laughs> that I have a deep, unabiding obsession with Britney Spears I and I will up, defend her. <laughs> I brought up one like discrepancy about Britney Spears to Caroline and it was like a 30-minute diatribe on defending it. Yeah, no, I think I don't even remember what it was, but I like it was her you, Instagram account. I was like, who's running this? And you were like, this and is. this and this. And here's why. And this and, and I was like, OK, I'm going to go to bed. Good night. And then you like wake up and there's like at least like 70 text new texts. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Britney Spears. And I do feel like I 
like I am so delusional about this that like when I imagine <laughs> when I imagine myself doing things in my head, I legitimately see like. 21 year old Britney Spears doing these things like I'm like if I think about like what I would look like in an outfit I like imagine and I'm like that's not that's not actually (laughs) what I look like (laughs) I love it it's just so funny to me because usually you're on the conspiracy side of things Mm -hmm. and in terms of Britney you're not well I would say I was on I'm on the I'm on the conspiracy side of things when they're usually like I like to be correct about conspiracies, right? Like, I like to, like, like, people thought that, like, Free Britney was a conspiracy, and I'd been yelling about that for the last, like, 15 years, like, since she was right. in a conservatorship. People thought that was a conspiracy. Now she's out of the conservatorship, and, like, there's all this, like, just uh, what I think, pers- the conspiracy that I do think is happening to her currently is that the misinformation that's going on and all the, like, cra- people commenting, I think a lot of that actually is the people that were holding her captive, like spreading mm. this like misinformation about her not being free and like not, be, not being in control of her own stuff and like saying shit about Sam, her husband and like trying right. to just kind of like fuck her life up. Like it, it was like when she was actually being held captive, nobody believed that she was being held captive. And now that she's actually free, like nobody believes that she's free. And I feel like, I don't know. Gosh, I talked to my, she can't my friend, my friend Ben and I are like, like equally, he might be more obsessed with Britney than I am, but like we are pretty equally obsessed with Britney. And we were talking about this the other day where it's like, I, I feel like she has some sort of like communication curse on her because it's like, she's, she's like doomed to always have this huge platform and like always, you know, be saying things and like, nobody ever actually understand what she's saying, even if it's, like, very plain as day. Like, she can just come out and say... Like, for example, a couple of months ago, she posted uh, on Instagram being like, I just filmed um, a, for a TV show called The Idol. Like, I'm so excited. Like, all this stuff. And, like, everyone was like, what is she talking about? Like, that's she's being so cryptic and weird and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you know, there's a lot of rumors that, like, she filmed for The Idol, like, the weekend's HBO show. Like, oh. which is like, and so she like said it clear as day, but everybody on the, in, in the comments was like, she's what been so mean? cryptic and weird. <laughs> and like, so a lot of times it's like, she'll say things that like do sound weird in the, in the moment. And then you'll look back six months later and be like, oh no, she was saying, just being very direct and saying exactly what she meant. And just everyone was confused. <laughs> like, I swear when you sent me the, I think we might've already talked about this, but the Southern Britney caption translator. <laughs> Oh, she's amazing. Made all this diff- it made all 100%, the difference. 100%. And it made so much sense. I was like, "Oh, I just don't speak that way." And she yeah. types the way she speaks. And so she literally needed an interpreter and it made 100% sense. I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. No, it's am- if any if you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's the um on TikTok, I can't remember what her handle is, but if you search in like Britney Spears interpreter, you'll find her. She's like a southern girl who just reads off Britney's Instagram captions with a heavy Southern accent. And you're like, oh, because like Britney Spears is from like deep South Louisiana. Like Mm -hmm. she's like a Southern girl. And the way that she, when you listen to her talk, like she sometimes posts, as opposed to posting long, she posts a lot of long captions, but she also posts 
voice notes of herself. And when she posts the voice notes, people are like, oh, she makes a lot of sense. She sounds really coherent. But then she posts the exact same thing just in written form. And people are like, what is she saying? It doesn't make any sense. And like, if you hear it read out, it actually does make sense. It's just like stream of consciousness. It's how it's who she's always been. It's how she's always, if you oh, yeah. read her blog back in the day, if you like listen to her interviews, if she like, this is just like, she likes being cryptic. She likes being weird. She's like, she's just a fucking weirdo and like she's also like a 40 almost 41 year old who like had no access to the internet for 15 years so the way she posts is like she's posting like long myspace statuses basically or like or what were those like my live journal remember that yeah yeah like she she's just like she's like 15 years behind on like how we use the internet and like i think she's actually a really interesting study and I love her, and I don't think she's crazy. <laughs> and the, and this is not your Britney Spears podcast that I still think you should start. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I think the the market is cornered on the on the Britney Spears. There's, I think it is too. Yeah, there's she's... enough Britney Spears podcasts. The best one is Eat Pray Britney. I will say <laughs> it's my favorite. It there if you want if you want to learn as much about Britney Spears as you possibly can, and also understand the situation that she has just gotten herself out of and the situations that she's currently in. I would I would take a listen to it because they do deep dives. They go back to the past. They were they were with it all through the conservatorship battle and after. And they're just two gals from Jersey, uh, you know, dishing on Brittany. And I I love you, them. You gotta be you gotta get a guest spot on there. One day, one day we'll see. Someday, life goals. <laughs> all right, goals. what what are we talking about today? So, in the spirit of celebrity doppelgangers, um, we're going to talk about the concept of paranormal doppelgangers, which is like a creepy thing that I feel like I've seen a lot of content on lately. For some reason, again, TikTok has me clocked. It knows what I want, and I want creepy doppelganger content, and I keep (laughs) getting it and getting just like, I'll be watching it at like midnight, and I'm just like, this is so scary. (laughs) You know what it reminds me of? Not to bring up gothic incest fiction again, but the Dollingangers from Flowers in the Attic. <laughs> that was their name, Dollinganger. I didn't actually realize that that was what they're... I haven't read that book since I was probably way too young to because have read that Because they said <laughs> they dressed in dolls and mm-hmm. something because they were all blonde hair, blue eyed. I'm sure one of them had an extra toe, at yep. least. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> Doppelgangers. I am glad that you said paranormal doppelgangers because that's all I found. Well, there, so there's a couple I, I was going to get to at the end, like real life doppelgangers, because mm-hmm. there are, there is a phenomenon of like identical they said, strangers. They said they're, they, I, and by they, I mean YouTube. They said mm-hmm. there are seven people on the planet who look exactly like you with like minor mm-hmm. differences. Yeah. So seven people out of how many billion people are on the planet right now? Eight, I, eight billion, I think. I think yeah. we just hit eight. Yeah. So seven people who could be mistaken for you. And and can I just say this? I think one of them's in Chicago. Uh, this happened a couple years ago. I was stepping off the red line and this woman comes up to me and she goes, oh, my God, Maria. And she had, like, a full conversation with me. And I, like, did not have the heart to be, like, step away, ma'am. You have the wrong person. <laughs> but she was fully convinced that it was this woman that named it was you. Maria. Yeah. And I was like, 
okay, I gotta go back. You're like, oh, it's so great to see nice. you. Oh, I got Maria probably call. got in trouble. <laughs> I know. And she probably called Maria and was like, did you, was that a Why ghost? Why were you such a bitch to me on the train? <laughs> <laughs> but I've never seen, like, someone with such conviction. Like, I've had a, moments where I thought I've seen someone that I know, and I'm like, hey, what? Oh, never yep. mind. Yeah. But she was like, eye contact, you are Maria. That's crazy. That I is know. a really, yeah. So a supernatural doppelganger is, it's a German word, right? It, tra- it translates literally to double goer or double walker in German. And it's kind of defined as like a ghostly counterpart of a living person. So it's not, doppelgangers aren't like dead people. They're not like ghosts of people that you, you know, that have passed away. They're people that are alive in the world that you know. And it's usually like, if you're going to see a doppelganger, you're usually going to see like a relative or a friend. And you, and typically like from what I've, in all the research that I've done on this on Reddit, <laughs> a lot, but most of the stories are like really similar where they see out of the corner of their eye or like in a reflection in a mirror. They That's see what I was reading, yeah. Like the back of their loved one's head or the back of their body like turned around wearing the exact clothes that they are wearing or that they clothes that they wear often, like mm-hmm. an outfit that they have. And then they look, they actually turn around and look and they're not there or they go and they find them and they're in a different place or they're like not there. It's almost like a matrix glitch. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like a lot of times people think that they are a bad omen. Like they're harbingers of like darkness or bad luck or just evil. Like they're mm-hmm. going to tell you that something something bad is going to happen. Either that person's going to die. Something bad's going to happen to you. Something bad's going to happen in your family. Yeah. I also read something similar where if you meet your like shadow doppelganger like mirror doppelganger you will die shortly Mm -hmm. yeah yep if you meet your doppelganger that's extra bad if somebody else meets your doppelganger it might be kind of a more mischievous spirit less less likely to be something directly bad happening but i don't know i i i wouldn't want i don't want to run into my doppelganger (laughs) no absolutely this is why i change my hair color so frequently I have a twin already, so, you know, not that we can ever be mistaken as each other, but, uh, as, as he is a different gender, but I don't know, something about twos and people always being like, oh my God, you're a twin. Do do you have an identical twin? And I'm like, no, he has a penis. He's a boy. Um, but. I don't know, just the the doppelganger twin thing has always kind of been front of mind for Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, it's just a very creepy idea. And in folklore, because, I mean, this is something that's gone back, like, we're going to get into some examples here. Um, And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, famous people, famous historical figures who have had this happen to them. Um, But uh, allegedly, the doppelgangers of folklore, they don't cast a shadow, and they don't have any reflection in a mirror or water. But the do- like, so the doppelgangers themselves don't have a reflection, but there's a lot of reports of people seeing them in reflection. In the mirror. Yeah. yeah. But then they're not actually say. behind you. Got so it. it's like if you see the doppelganger in the mirror, you're gonna turn around and it's not gonna be there. So like if if you if you run into a doppelganger on the street and you like hold up a mirror to it, allegedly, they they would have no reflection. Like a vampire. Like a vampire. But yeah, did you wanna Go do your doppelganger first. Yeah. So I had um, 
One, probably, oh, well, I have two, but the most famous is uh, President Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Abe Lincoln, during his first term in the White House, uh, woke up and looked into a mirror and saw two of himself. One was his actual reflection, and the second was him haggard, tired, old-looking, just kind of unwell. And, of course, he tells poor Mary Todd, who already had a lot of shit going on, if you know anything about American history, Mary Todd, uh, she, uh... She was, a was spooky, unwell. A spooky first lady. She was for unwell. Sure. <laughs> One of our spookiest first ladies. I did I'd my say. fifth grade, my fifth grade <gasps> Civil War project on Mary Todd Lincoln. I, that's when I learned about bipolar disorder. Um, so her interpretation of that is: you, my husband Abe, honest Abe, are going to die during your second term because it was the second reflection, and you looked sad and tired and haggard and she was right she she was right she was correct about that he That's, did he did die mm-hmm. yeah mary todd lincoln and then she she held a bunch of seances and shit after oh my that, gosh she? she was wild we could do a whole episode on mary todd lincoln we honestly should we should do <laughs> like if you want that let us know what in the lead up to whatever the next fucking election that we have is? I don't even want to think about it. But maybe I we'll do like either. a spooky politics. Oh <laughs> my god, there's so much horrible shit. There's it would have to be a series, and I don't think anyone wants to hear it because we're all upset enough already. No, I don't want to think about politics. At, I, I, I like I like spooky politics. I like the idea of doing an episode that's like about politics. In a paranormal sense, and not in like the scary real world consequences that like not like a perpetuating (laughs) QAnon sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I I'm gonna do kind of a mixture. I have a bunch of different ones, so I'm gonna since you did a historical one, I'm gonna go to. I have one more too. If you wanna go back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's one on Reddit. Um, about this is from. Um, the user Shubbykins, and it's nine years old, so it's a it's a classic. Love Reddit deep post. cuts. Love a deep. Um, cut. And the post is: Anybody have any experience with doppelgangers? About three years ago, my husband and I bought a house. There are three spirits here: an older man, uh, an older woman, and a younger man. They're easy to live with, but I have had two experiences in the house where I've seen what I thought were family members, but were not. And I'm wondering if anyone has any ideas of what's going on. The first one was my husband. I turned into the hallway and I saw him there walking away from me and towards the bedroom on the opposite end. I called to him, but he didn't respond. As soon as he entered the bedroom, he turned to the left. There's just a wall there. There aren't any windows. I followed him into the bedroom, but there was no one there. My husband had been upstairs the entire time. The second time was my dad. He was unloading some things from the truck and was going to bring them to the back door, which opens to the kitchen. I was in the kitchen and I heard a noise at the door. Through the window in the door, I saw my dad bending over as though he was bending down to untie his shoes. I ran to the door and opened it, but no one was there. My dad was still at his truck. Both times it's been a family member. Both times I haven't seen their faces. Neither event felt wrong in any way or sinister. The movements that the figures made were exactly the same as the movements my dad or husband would have made. Okay, so that makes me think it's like a live haunting. You know, like the residual 
energy hauntings when people pass yeah. where it's just the same event over and over again yeah where it's like the same monotonous task like her dad right. bending down to take his shoes off except they're alive right it's like a re it's like something that's just happened that's like suddenly repeating itself like right it's away. like an imprint an yeah. energy imprint and I feel like that is true in a lot of the like a lot of these cases seem similar to that especially if it doesn't feel sinister i have a sinister one Do you want yes to hear it? yeah okay so this is emily saji i okay. don't know how to say i don't know how to say it she's french mm-hmm. uh and this is the 1840s i want to say mm-hmm. um she never saw her doppelganger but she was a teacher at a boarding school and all of her students and colleagues had seen it, her doppelganger. She would be, like, at the chalkboard, and mm-hmm. her doppelganger would be facing forward, just standing there. What? Sinisterly, like, staring and smiling at her students. Yes. No. Like, full-blown apparition. They could see both of them at the same time. Um, and then there was one time she was eating lunch and her doppelganger stood like a ghost behind her and was just watching students. Didn't acknowledge, um, Emily herself. What? Yeah. And so students started to approach her, the doppelganger, um, and she would never respond, but the students felt this huge sense of, like, resistance, and it terrified them. So much so that they told their parents, and Emily was fired from her job. What? Yeah. They're like, why'd you get fired? Like, you're interviewing I have a, a ghost. I have you're a like, ghost yeah, my I living mean, self. It's like, a, it's a doppelganger situation. You know how it is. Like, kids just... <laughs> Kids these days, they, like, don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I was just like, That feels like it's almost like, um, uh, what is it, where you're kind of outside of your own body. Like, not teleportation, but... um, Astral projection. Astral projection, yeah. Yeah. It feels like maybe she's, like, some kind of medium. Dimension hopper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. But... They said that this sec- there was a very distinct difference between her and the second one who had a very sinister, bad energy. What? Yeah. That's bizarre. I thought you for sure had this one. That's why I was like, I don't have anything. <laughs> I mean, I it's probably on one of the lists that yeah. I haven't completely <laughs> read through. But <laughs> we, were, we research so hard. Yes. So hard, so hard. Um, one, the reason that I came up with this topic was because I, like I said, I was on TikTok and this girl that um, I'm now following because I actually really like, she's got a lot of good spooky content. It's at underscore morgue and then three underscores and M-O-R-G, not M-O-U-R-G-E. Um, oh, like, but a, she, like a Morgan, not yeah. a place where you put dead bodies. Yes. But I mean, it, it could go either way, really. Double on pretty spooky. So Morg, 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 our girl, um, she lives in Appalachia, which is just, you know, generally 
very spooky place. Um, and she is married to a man who wears a lot of red flannel and he always has a man bun. Uh, and she shows pictures of him. So she um, has seen his doppelganger multiple times and actually got it on camera once. Oh so gosh. if you want to go see that, just go search her. But basically, she tell, she has one story where she kind of puts all of them together. So one time she was in her bathroom, upstairs getting ready. She had the door open and she looked in the mirror and she could see her husband standing at the top of the stairs with his back to her. He's wearing his red flannel shirt and he's got his bun. Um, so she turns around to ask him something and he's just not there. And she was like, well, that's weird. So she goes into the bedroom and he's in bed. He's not wearing the red flannel shirt. And not only was he not wearing it, but like the shirt is downstairs and it would have been impossible for him to like put it downstairs and run upstairs. Yeah. It was like within a matter of seconds that this happened. She says that like the, um, post I read earlier, um, it always has its back to her. It's always wearing the red flannel. She usually sees it in the reflection of things like she's like the mirror or one time her husband went out to pick up takeout and she saw it in the reflection of the window while he was gone. Like he was like, it was like she saw him. It was like you said, it's almost like residual energy. It was like she saw him leaving again. Right. With this red flannel. Which is something Um, like, it's like a daily occurrence. It's mm -hmm. like uh, a visual memory that's playing out in real life, but shouldn't be. Yeah. Like unnatural. Yeah. So she, the picture that she got of him was she was filming some content. She, her family has this very haunted farm in Appalachia and she was alone and filming content in the woods. And it's so creepy because you can hear a voice just being like, Hey, Hey, Morgan. And like, she's like looking around and there's no one there. And then behind her, like, cause she's filming like with a front facing camera behind her, you see the like figure of the man with the bun and then she turns around and it's not there is it his back i it's it's like the his it's like a side profile like you see his back oh my god and his bun it's so it's so weird how do you even <laughs> i do not know how i would be able to process that i i don't know either I i'd feel be like, like we need to get a divorce and i'm moving <laughs> But it's like, who knows if you, you would just end up seeing other people. Because it's not him. You think it's her? I think it's I feel the like land. it's her. Or um, it's the land. You're probably right, though. It's. I think it's him. You think it's him? I think it, it's the person who the doppelganger belongs to. It's them. Hmm. Right? Because, like, this know. teacher and then Abe Lincoln mm-hmm. and then this woman's husband. Yeah. Oh. I don't know, man. I think it's their problem. <laughs> we just have to endure the creepiness of it. <laughs> um, here's let's see. Let's look at some more historical examples here. Um, so there's Catherine the Great, um, the powerful 18th century empress of Russia. She's laying in her bed one night um, when worried servants come in and tell her they've just seen her enter the throne room. So Catherine sets out to investigate. And they find her doppelganger sitting calmly on the throne. <gasps> and Catherine orders her sentries to shoot at her ghostly counterpart. The stories no! don't, t- don't tell whether or not the bullet had any effect. But Catherine died just weeks later. I was going to say, I was like, if any, don't shoot yourself. No, no. That's a horrible move. 
Yeah, that's not not the move that I would make personally. I would be like, let's get her to bed. I, (laughs) you know, escort her back to a different bedroom. You know, that's where that's where the question of like. If you were to meet an identical version of yourself came in, like, the, I feel like there, this is like an age old question. It's like, there's two responses. Like I'd have either, sex with them. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> it's you either kill them or you have sex with them. You either fight them or you fuck them. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I knew, I, how did I know? Yes. Yeah. I would have sex with them for sure. I, I would too. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I would, I would fight myself. Like I, I know that I can't fight, and like I would assume that that version of myself couldn't fight either. Oh, sure, absolutely. But I know, I know what I can do. <laughs> hey, Ew. Um, yeah, no, definitely shooting at your doppelganger is not a wise idea. In case any of you have this problem, dear dear no. listeners. Yeah. Another uh, historical doppelganger here is Mary Shelley's husband, um, author of Frankenstein. Um, her she was married to a man named Percy uh, Percy Shelley, or Percy Bussy Shelley. I don't know. I don't know Bussie, if that's how you say it. Really? B y s s h e, bis I like bussy. I like bussy. <laughs> We'll give him a bussy. Percy Bussy Shelley. <laughs> he gay was porn a star. <laughs> gay porn. He, Percy Bussy Shelley, gay porn star, brilliant poet in his own right. Um, <laughs> married to Mary Shelley. One might assume that Mary, who was the horror writer, would have been the one to see all the ghosts and the monsters. But in fact, Percy was the one who witnessed doppelgangers. Shortly before he drowned in a sailing accident in 1812, he confessed to Mary that he had met his doppelganger many times. He met his own? His, he met his own. Again, bad vibes. Bad no. vibes. You meet your own doppelganger, it's, it's time to start writing up a will. That was the I'm first thing say I that. saw is if you meet your own doppelganger, you're about to die. Get your affairs in order. Text all, you know, tell everyone that you love them. Just in case, you know, you never know. It's, I feel it's like I'd good. be I'd be overly critical of mine. I'd be like, are we going with that top? Like, really? You're like, you're wearing the same thing, bitch. Be like, ah, <laughs> like, oh, shit, this is, did not look like what it looked like it in the mirror. It looks better on me. <laughs> so, Percy... Percy Bussy um, had a couple confrontations with his doppelganger, which included one particularly haunting experience where he walked onto a terrace only to be greeted by his doppelganger, who asked him, how long do you mean to be content? <gasps> uh-uh. Always? Forever? Like, maybe for a while longer? I don't... <laughs> That's like, do, does thou art want to live deliciously? It's like signing your life over. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, sir, I want to be content forever. Please don't do anything <laughs> to jeopardize that. <laughs> and this was on a ship? No, no, this isn't on the ship. This is before he drowned on in a sailing accident. Wait, so, what? So it was like, I don't know how long, but it says shortly before he drowned in a sailing accident. So this was, he was on a terrace and his doppelganger walked over to him. Oh, okay, okay. And asked him a very creepy question about how long he wanted to be happy. And he was just like, what the fuck? Um, Apparently, um, Mary Shelley's friend, Jane Williams, saw Percy's doppelganger passing her window 
um, which was a route, like her house was on a route that Percy usually walked. So she saw him passing it into a dead end, but he never returned. And the real Percy was nowhere near. Hmm. So, again, like, yeah. If you see somebody else's doppelganger, I don't know. I mean, still doesn't feel, doesn't feel sit right with me, but I feel like you might not be in imminent danger. You see your own And you might not even know. You might not mm-hmm. even, you might think it's just them. Right. And if you don't know them well, but typically I feel like if you're seeing a doppelganger, it's going to be of somebody Important. that you know well enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're gonna, re- it's gonna be wearing the clothes that you recognize. It's gonna have the same mannerisms, same walk. I hope Maria's okay. I hope Maria's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, um, that's scary. Well, I guess mm-hmm. that it kind of adds to the Mary Shelley lore. And then he drowned shortly after. Yeah, he drowned in a sailing accident in 1812. Womp womp. Womp womp. Fun fact, Mary Shelley's mother, her name was Mary Wollstonecraft. And she was like a feminist writer who gave birth to Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley lost her virginity to Percy, the one who would eventually drown in a sailing accident in 1812, on her mother's grave. Her daughter, what's the... I don't get it. it is a, it's a weird thing to do. But it's she's not- already a horror... She's a horror icon. I can imagine her... Uh- Mm-hmm. Doing the deed on a grave. Yeah. For sure. I, which, honestly, iconic. I don't. Yes. It is <laughs> It is certainly uh, something. <gasps> um, Caroline, mm-hmm. to shift gears here, we have had a couple experiences in the last couple weeks that I feel deserve time on the pod. I, I keep forgetting to talk about this, and I feel like it's because the ghosts don't want us to talk the about it. The ghosts don't want us... Okay, so after... The ghosts are going to hate this podcast, but the ghosts don't run this podcast. We do. I'm kind of... I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I'm nervous to talk about it, because when we hang up, that's when stuff starts happening. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, after recording... I forget which episode it was uh i don't think it was it was the one before last week i think no it was last week the hanging circle i don't know but Mm -hmm. um my daughter's sound machine turned on and the projector turned on and it was crazy loud and the projector was spinning super fast and it happened three times throughout the night. And it requires a firm button push, like one, two, three button push. Uh-uh. And then my radiator, because I live in an old building, it clangs from time to time. But after I turned off the projection, it was like someone was hitting it with a hammer. I almost grabbed my phone so I could record it for you. Because Caroline and I were texting throughout this because earlier in the night, something happened to Caroline. Yeah. Well, this wasn't even in the night. It was during the day I was working and I was sitting in my kitchen. My workspace is like in the corner of my kitchen. And I was just, I think I was on a Zoom call. So I just like could not actually react in the moment. But my microwave just just opened. (laughs) Like it was, I like... 
it's like a normal microwave in that you have to like pull very firm hard. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's like, you know, it's, you don't want microwave radiation to be (laughs) leaking into your kitchen. So it's like pretty firmly closed. That has never happened before. And I like looked over and was like, what the hell? And then just kind of got back to my Zoom call and like completely, I like texted you guys and then I completely forgot about it. Yeah. (laughs) I just like put it out of my mind. Well, and it was, both of us have lived where we've lived for over two years Mm-hmm. And I've never had any kind of haunting vibes. And that night I was legitimately scared. No, I have, I've been here for five years and I've never felt, I've had a couple things, like my TV turns on a lot randomly, but I think that's because like a lot of times my remote gets lost in my bed or, and like, the, or the oh, dog will jump on, on it, it or yeah. like, I don't know, like sometimes, so like that has happened to me several times, like the bedroom TV will just like turn on. And I'll be like, mm, okay, that's weird. But I I can usually excuse that from mm-hmm. something else. But that that microwave A is- microwave. You have to pull <laughs> on it. It's like a a mechanism, a click. And Yeah, I was genuinely like I and I got like the terror. It like just like because I was so put off by it and I just like could not see any way for it to happen. I was just like I was genuinely afraid, but I couldn't, I was I couldn't actually yeah. react. It was polter because you were on a Zoom call. Because I was on a Zoom call, I was like with a, I was probably with a client, like you know, talking about whatever. And <laughs> sorry, I have a paranormal podcast, and now the poltergeists are out to get us. Sorry, I need to cut this short. I'm gonna get out the Ouija board. Um, oh my god, no! Like to- <laughs> Worst thing you could do. No, I would literally never. I would never ever do like even with my house when I was growing up like I did not I did not bring a Ouija board into that house people always my friends would be like we should do a seance and I'm like no no no. No. I'm like it's haunted enough as it is like I don't need we don't need to be bringing any additional shit up in here like I don't I don't want to do it so anywhere that I live like I have a moratorium you cannot bring a Ouija board into my house right I I'll do it I'll do it elsewhere obviously since you know I now have a death date (laughs) Oh, right. That's right. 69, baby. Um, 69, baby. I threw mine away. I was one of those assholes who used it as decor. Like, I just had it on my wall. I feel like that's... No, I've been reading a lot about feng shui lately, and it's like skulls, skeletons, stuff you shouldn't have in your bedroom, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, I can literally see... At least four right now, just at a glance. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is why I don't sleep. Maybe this is why I have nightmares. Everyone has skulls in their bedroom because you've got a skull in your head. So. Hey. (laughs) Visual representations. As long as it's not like an actual human skull, I feel like it's fine. But I have like a a representation. I have like a Hamlet skull. It's but velvet. is it like actually? A no, person's... it's not a human skull. Yeah, Caroline, what the fuck do you I don't think know. I am? I don't know. You might have bought it at like a, th- a yard sale or something. We We've watched. We all know what happened in Poltergeist. <laughs> we don't fuck with human bones. Um, but yeah, I just thought that while we were talking about daily paranormal occurrences we had to share that we were having some of our own and ellie is in our group chat and she's like well now i'm just waiting for my turn yeah because she well she used to live in a very haunted apartment oh my gosh her basement was legitimately 
a paranormal city. Like, like she lived there for she lived there for like five years in yeah. that place, and like mm-hmm. it was like every other day she'd have something. Like she was having insane sp- sleep paralysis for mm-hmm. like night after night, like demons in the corner. Like she'd wake up screaming. Doors would close, and she would mm-hmm. just be like, "Yeah, that happens." And I'm Cabinet like, "Cabinet doors would nope. open." <laughs> like it, and but she just recently moved, so yeah. I mean. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we're her ghosts have been like we're was, bored. We knew. it was just the timing of it all. The fact that it happened on the same day after yeah. recording an episode, mm-hmm. um, and the f- knock on wood, the fact that nothing has happened since. Uh, I hope it stays that way because yeah, we talk a big game when it comes to the paranormal, but if it actually happens in like. The place that I'm sleeping, I'm not okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can be okay with it as long as it doesn't feel sinister. Really sinister. Like I can, you know, I can normalize a lot of things. I've lived in a lot of haunted places. Mm-hmm. I, I can get used to. A, I mean, but most people can get used to a lot of shit. But I don't know. I don't want like poltergeist shit. I'm not. I'm not into. That's I what I would say. The the thing that scared me the most was the radiator. It mm-hmm. literally was metal on metal clanging to the point that it woke Harper up, was louder than her sound machine. Like, I had to go over to the radiator and fully shut the valve. Oh. And I was so scared to go over there because the sound machine was right next to it. Yeah. And I watched the sound machine go on three different times. That the the fact that it was spinning faster than it like should be able to spin, I think was the scariest part. And I of... was sending them pictures as it was happening. I was yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> ghosts, ghosts, ghosts. I I can't help but think it's because uh, we've been consistent in recording. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do think after the October that we had, it makes sense. It was intense. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense that it, this would happen eventually because we, you know, we were doing a lot of pretty objectively demonic shit. I forgot. I literally, Harper had come to sleep in my bed because she was uncomfortable. I, mm-hmm. And I didn't think anything of it. But, like, after the radiator clanging, I literally lit both Sage and Palo Santo and walked through my whole apartment. Yeah. It's time to get, like, every every priest of every religion to come bless these places <laughs> just to get, keep our bases or covered. Or we should just <laughs> stop being dicks about it and be more respectful of, of the paranormal. But... No, if, I'm gonna go our, full our, Zach Baggins. The Zach next time, Baggins, that's the next I'm time saying. something happens, I'll be like, "Square up, bro. What the fuck do you want? What did you die here? Zach. Did you? Are, are you hanging? Are you mad? Are you hungry? <laughs> Why don't you close the microwave, set it to 350, make a hot pocket, you bitch? If you're so hungry, why don't you come over here and eat me? <laughs> and eat then that's the last drink. thing. The and last, then the last thing Caroline I said. Dies. <laughs> and then I see Caroline's doppelganger look into FaceTime, and goes, "I'm, I'm leaving. I'm dying." And then, and then there she goes. 
Sorry for that random aside. I just had to say it before I forgot again. No, I I appreciate you reminding me because um, we have been meaning to talk about it for like three weeks. I know. And I just, I honestly, I feel like I have a good sense. This is such a lame thing to say. A good vibe sense. And it totally felt Mm -hmm. uh, abnormal. Well, to end my doppelganger rant here, the we're going to talk a little bit about the real-life doppelgangers that are out there. Mm-hmm. So there is a, an article from the New York Times um, called Your Doppelganger is Out There, and you probably share DNA with them. <gasps> um, so Charlie Chasen and Michael Malone met in Atlanta in 1997 when Mr. Malone served as a guest singer in Mr. Chasen's band. They quickly became friends, but they didn't notice what other people around them did. The two men could pass for twins. So they are doppelgangers. They're not related. They look identical. If you, like, this, they are the lead. I will post a picture of them. Um, it's the lead photo of this article. They look like very, either twins or brothers. They're, it's scarily accurate. Right. Um. So, but... They're not related whatsoever. Mr. Chasson is from Lithuania and Scotland. Mr. Malone is from the Dominican Republic and the Bahamas. So Whoa. very, very different gene pools. Wow. Um, but the two friends, along with hundreds of unrelated lookalikes, participated in a photography project by Francois Brunel, who's a Canadian artist. Um, the picture series is called I'm Not a Lookalike, and it was inspired by Mr. Brunel's discovery of his own lookalike, who is the English actor Rowan Atkinson. Um, so this, this kind of hit, I think it was like a couple of years ago, maybe 2016 or something. This like kind of hit the scene. I, think I feel like I remember. Um, yeah. and there, a lot of stuff popped up around it. You've, it. It's kind of a fun project to go look at because there are all these, you know, pictures of people who are completely unrelated and, um, they, but they look identical. Like they've never met before, but they really, they look like siblings or they mm-hmm. look like twins. Um, But in a study published from the journal Cell Reports, uh, they recruited 32 pairs of lookalikes from his photographs, um, and they took DNA tests to complete the questionnaire and had them complete questionnaires about their lifestyles. The researchers used facial recognition software to quantify the similarities between the participants' faces. So 16 of the 32 pairs achieved similar overall scores of identical twins analyzed by the same software. Jesus. And the researchers compa- then compared their DNA of those 16 pairs to see if the d- their DNA was as similar as their faces. Um, and they found that the 16 pairs who were true lookalikes, who, so the 16 pairs where the software said, like, yes, these are identical, identical. twins. Identical, yeah. They shared significantly more genes than the other 16 pairs that the, do- the software deemed less similar. But they're not so, related. But they're not related, no. That's so bizarre. So they look alike because they share important parts of the genome or mm-hmm. their, their DNA sequence. It makes sense that, you know, the people who look alike would have more genes in, in common, but right. it had never been studied before. So if you want to find your doppelganger, there's a website called twinstrangers.net. <gasps> and it's like a whole, you upload your picture and maybe you'll find Maria. Oh, God, she's dead. <laughs> She's dead. she's definitely dead. She's totally dead. This is like before Harper. This is Brad Steele's days when I was coming off the train at Clark and Lake. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. But 
that's wild. As mm-hmm. someone with a twin, I think I would love to do that. But also, like, I think about the Kylie Jenner effect and how people mm-hmm. have changed their faces. Yeah. And so many of them, I hate to say that, but so many of these people who kind of get like the Kylie Jenner effect, they look so similar. Yeah. Or the Ariana Grande, same kind of thing. Like Mm -hmm. there are so many people who could pass, but they're altering themselves to make themselves look that way. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting in that like, if you did this project again today, you probably would find a lot of people who look alike and who might pass as identical twins, but it's because of surgery and their DNA wouldn't match Wouldn't up. be the same. Because right. initially, you know, they didn't have the same nose. They didn't have the same lips. They didn't have right. the same cheekbones. But because they went to the same surgeon. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. Dude. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, it's just, I hate that do what you want. No body shaming here. But so many people in Hollywood have the same face these yeah. days. It's wild. It's true. It is. And it's like... You know, because they go to the same person like it's crazy. They go to the same. And they also like a lot of those people don't actually look like that. Like they don't look like that in person. They just are using the same face editing apps to make them look. They all look like. Right. Well, and I'm sure up close and personal, it's a whole different story. But in Mm -hmm. photographs, they, you know, they look great. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's a in in manifest in the TV show manifest. <laughs> one of the main characters looks like Kylie Jenner if she hadn't gotten any surgery. Oh, okay. Like she looks a lot like young, like kind of King Kylie era Kylie, like maybe like 2015 Kylie right. Jenner, like pre pre lip filler or maybe just like a little bit of just lip when she was saying I just overline my lips and we're like Kylie shut up. I would say even before that, because the just overlining my lips era was like so outrageously like it was like, you can't, we, you had, you didn't have a lip before, us. bitch. <laughs> like you didn't, like we, we all saw you when you smile. It was like, it was cute. Your lip disappeared. It's fine. But like, it, you can't overline a non-existent lip. Like you can't like. <laughs> just Nah, babe. No. Just, nah, babe. Nah. It's not a thing. Not a thing. Uh, but yeah, the olive character of Olive in Manifest. Once you watch, you'll see. You'll know. Oh, what I'm talking right, because that's that's my assignment. Mm-hmm. And now <laughs> that I've gotten my holiday travel out of the way, I will absolutely be watching it. And I, can't wait. I might hate it the whole time, but I do it because I love you. And this is you, our podcast. You might hate it the whole time, but I feel like you will hate it. I'm gonna in love a way it. in that you love it. Yeah, yes. like you. <laughs> I love bad TV. I Same, do. clearly. Yeah, <laughs> I I love good TV, but I also love. If there's one thing that you should have gathered from us at this point is that we love terrible TVs and movies, TVs, terrible TV TVs. shows and movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, terrible in a good way. Camp, hundred percent camp. Speaking of that, I feel like we have covered a lot. Good of segue. It, but- what are we, what have you been watching recently? Okay. Did I mention The Devil's Hour? No. Okay. So I believe it's on Prime Video. All of my subscriptions just ended because I did all those seven day free subscriptions one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's on Prime Video. It's a British show and it's about um, 
this woman and her son goes missing and Jamie Tart from Fred Lasso Fred Lasso. Well here we are. We are bargain binning today. From Ted Lasso, isn't it? Um and it's kind of like a uh kind of like a time jumping like reality shifting show it's really you would love it you would love it um i just love british sci-fi um and there's also like a a potential serial killer but a lot of like time looping and Mm -hmm. alternate realities which was really cool so that's called the devil's hour it's a misleading title like I wouldn't okay. have named it like that. It sh- she just wakes up all the time at three thirty three. Like ooh, oh, okay. real original. Like, and so it slid out. But it's more of a sci fi than a yes. like, religious thriller. No, not religious and not paranormal. Interesting. Um, and <laughs> to to put a positive spin, Spirited on Apple yes. Plus with Ryan Reynolds and Will mm-hmm. Ferrell is fucking delightful. I love it so much. Did you love it? Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. We watched it, um, and yeah, it was good vibes all around. I've I've been waiting for a Christmas movie. No notes. No notes at all. I've been Mm -hmm. waiting for a Christmas movie like that since Anna and the Apocalypse, and Mm -hmm. it's so funny. They managed to make it work without being cheesy, or it's just cheesy enough where it's it's, super it's cheesy, funny. but it's you know it's like a great, but it's like it's a self aware Christmas musical. I mean, and it's like those two were kind of born to make it, a movie together. It wouldn't have worked without them. No, if the, it were they two are, other actors, it would not have worked. Yeah, they are the heart and soul of that, and it was it was perfect casting. Just everyone was pitch perfect. I loved it. I had it so much fun. So good. It was so good. But yeah, that's pretty much all I watched. I, like I said, was 1899 has been the, the latest thing. I'm going to start that tonight, I feel like. Yeah. It is, for everyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's a Netflix show made by the creators of Dark, the German series that we talked about earlier. Um, it is set, it's kind of like Titanic, but spooky. Like Titanic, but like sci-fi thriller. Did you know the Titanic hit the iceberg on my birth date? Oh, really? On April 18th. In, in yeah. 1812. I don't remember. Right? Or 1813? I just remember being all the or history 19, books. 1912. I don't remember. I remember because my great-grandma was born in 1913, and I thought it was like so sad that she wasn't alive when the titanic <laughs> like i for summer i was like oh man like you just so missed it i'm so sorry that you didn't get to experience this horrible tragedy well because i was so obsessed with the ti- i mean because we all were so obsessed with the titanic oh my god it was like because titanic because of titanic yeah i wasn't even allowed to watch the movie because i was and for rightfully because i was like a very i was scared of everything and i think i saw when the oscars came out that year i watched the part where of like the making of or whatever that they had of like the special effects, just that of like the dead people frozen in the water who were actors and were not dead, like scared me so much that I had nightmares for weeks. And my parents were like, yeah, this is why we didn't let you see it. My mom took me to the theater. (laughs) Same with the passion of the Christ. 
Oh, God. The Passion of the Christ I saw on a date with my first ever boyfriend. Ew! On a date? His his family was very religious. And he his mother took us to go see The Passion of the Christ. Wow. And I broke up with him, like, the next day because was he was sobbing. Say- he was sobbing the entire time and, like, was, like, afterwards, like, did that change you? Because, like, I was, you know... <laughs> not religious at all and like right. I think that was something he wasn't he didn't he wasn't happy about and he was I think this was an attempt of him to like show me you know like this is what Jesus went through for you and I was like I don't think <laughs> this has anything to do with me <laughs> bless my grandmother rest in peace she goes of course they made the devil a fucking woman <laughs> in the movie theater Good for her. I'm sure was like, that was well received by the crowd of people like my boyfriend and his mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom was very unhappy and was happy that I had broken up with him because I told her that I went to go see it. And she was like, I would never allow. Like, you're 13. No. Like, no. absolutely see, not. See, live crucifixion? No, thank you. Mm-mm. No. No, no, no. All my fr- It's so weird to think about how religious we were growing up. Every single one of my friends was catholic pretty much yeah because we all did ccd Mm -hmm. and re together and we all did like church lock-ins and stuff and i think Mm -hmm. back about it now having harper and i'm like that shit's so weird that's probably why you're so spooky though i feel like a lot of like i mean catholic catholicism is like one of the spookier religions it's so pagan it's so it's pagan it's like opulent it's got all these rituals you're drinking blood colors and it's pretty metal we weren't supposed to read harry potter or get you got all the chants like and like when whatever i have been to a catholic service or like a catholic wedding or whatever and everybody's like standing up we're indoctrinated and like you you're like you know exactly what to say oh my after God. Like, the priest says things and like it's like it's scary like to be somebody who doesn't like I'm not Catholic and I've only been to you're a handful witnessing. of Catholic weddings but it's like it's honestly like being like dropped in the middle of like a cult ceremony you're just like what the hell is going on and you on? know what's you know what's creepier is the fact that I haven't been to mass in years but if I were to go tomorrow I would remember everything. Of course you would, because it's like the first 18 years of my life. Yeah. Right. In the same way that I, you know, know the entire, you know, like every single word to Baby One More Time, the album, like. (laughs) I knew it was Britney Spears related. I knew it was going to be Britney Spears related. Repetition um, is definitely the way to learn things. But yeah, Catholicism is a, I just, it was we I like growing up really super secular. It was a, also kind of a weird experience. I mean, not that weird, but it was just I would go to I'd sleep over at various friends' houses on you know Saturday like, nights, Saturday nights, and then go to their different churches, and it was always so different. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like some I had a friend who was really evangelical. Did you and, get like, a sneaky to, communion? Did you go up and get communion ever? No, I never oh. did that. Because I, I thought it, I was like kind of like, no, I'm like a badass who doesn't believe. And I wanted everyone to know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sit in the row. I'm not going to like goes up. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Like, well, hmm. it's interesting because we're obviously raising Harper very secularly. And we went to church for said grandmother's um, 
celebration of life. She died during COVID, so we didn't have a, a proper funeral. And mm. this is Harper's first time in a church that she could remember. Oh and she could not. She was like, I don't understand anything. <laughs> and I was like, I guess this wouldn't make any sense to you. I get it. No. Like, it is conf- it's confusing. Yeah. It, if you don't have the context for it, you're like seeing it through outsider eyes is like what the hell is happening yeah but it's but it's also like you're the outside like it's a weird experience because most you know even i guess not most of my friends were super religious because i i grew up in the city and like it was kind of a diverse range of people that I you're my harper i'm I'm fast forward 25 Mm -hmm. years but i do feel like i did have like but everybody i knew was vaguely Christian or like, you know, like even my friends who weren't super religious, a lot of them went to like UU churches and they'd go to like, yeah, they'd go to like, they'd, they'd all go to youth group or do like go to like their little camps or whatever. And I always kind of felt a little left out by it, but also I'm now very happy that I never was indoctrinated in any religion and don't have a lot of weird sexual (laughs) hangups. I don't think, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to dig in deeper about that. I don't. <laughs> I just literally had a stutter in my brain being like, wait, do I? You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> what has it done to me? No. Mostly just mostly, around like, you know, shame. Like no. shame. just being ashamed of being a sexual person or being, that's, I don't know. That's Catholicism for sure. You're definitely made to feel ashamed about a lot of things, but. For me, all I remember is the pent-up sexual tension on all these outings that we had to go on. Oh, I bet. Like, I mean, we were had to, having these lock-ins in junior high, and we were ha- we had dances in the church basements where they would mm-hmm. play, like, Petey Pablo. Oh, hell Like, yeah. and no. gr- we were grinding on each other, and someone brought a flask, and we were... 13 like the funniest thing is that we used to as public school kids sneak into the catholic school dances because they were like rowdy the most raunchy yeah because we were so repressed we would i would get my mom to like sign us into the saint luke's dance like every (laughs) every couple months the saint luke's school would throw a dance and it was only for the catholic school kids like on all like every catholic school in the city was allowed to go to this dance but if you weren't a catholic school kid you couldn't go unless you Mm -hmm. were like the date of someone so i would get my mom to be like oh they go to like whatever saint catherine's school or whatever and like Go ahead, go on in. And she thought it was so funny. She was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll like sneak you into a Catholic school dance. Like, go for it. (laughs) Like, look, because she was like, what trouble are you going to get into there? But like, I'm like, you don't even know. It's like to the windows, to the walls, to the sweat drop down my my balls. balls. No, dude, (laughs) it was so funny because they literally hired the same DJ that we had for my, for like our homecoming dance. Like, it was a. A small, big town. But mm-hmm. how did we get here? How I don't know. Religion. We're, we're all over the place Religion. This is, Doppelgangers. This is an episode Ghosts. about many things. Britney Spears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, 1899. <laughs> That's where it came from. Spirited. No. Okay. So I yeah. will be watching 1899 tonight and starting Manifest at some point we won't Amazing. subject you to a manifest episode unless no. we feel like it's your manifest destiny 
Done. We're the done. hero's journey. <laughs> um, I will be watching the rest of the vow tonight. I think after oh, I finish shit. editing this. Okay, we're not going to talk about the vow because we're going to do a Nexium episode. Yeah. Yep, we'll talk about that then. Um, the one thing I will talk about, which I did mention in my solo episode very ba- briefly at the end, is Falling for Christmas, the mm. Lindsay Lohan movie. It's Bless. it's lovely. It's it's adorable. It's not as good as Spirited, but it is like a very good Lifetime movie, and it's fun. And like, let's it's let's be cute. here for the Lohan essence. It's cute, and I love her by fiance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's great. And yeah. I, the the one thing is just her face does not move. Well, you know, she's had a lot of Botox and a I, girl's I got a Botox, and I understand. But I just I miss that my uh, uh, teenage drama queen days. You know, it'll wear off. You know, maybe maybe she'll get <laughs> maybe she'll figure out a good a better combination. Put it in, in different points. You know. Yeah, just a little more emotive around the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> All right. But she's looking great other than that. She is, and I'm glad to see her back out there. She seems great. I'm I'm hoping that she doesn't have any contact with her family. <laughs> is all I'm hoping. My Christmas she wish for Lindsay Lohan. does have a lot of contact with her family. Damn it. Her sister is, like, in that movie. No, her, I, she was singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's, but she's also, like, one of the assistants that helps her at the, um, the hotel. Yeah. Allie. 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 Remember that um, that show about everyone but Lindsay on MTV? It was like the Lohans, and it was about Allie and her mom and her brother. No, you I don't remember. How that. did you not watch this and you're a Lindsay Lohan fan? I don't Lohan know. Okay. I don't know. Go back and watch it. Probably because Lindsay Lohan wasn't in it. I watched the like yeah. beach, like the Mykonos Beach Island, like I will never whatever that was. The hair flip, <laughs> DJ stand dance. All right, you guys, we've we've rambled on long enough. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Ghoul Gang Podcast on Twitter at Ghoul Gang Pod six six six. We made it, Twitter. We made it. It's still happening. It's still, still happening. Um, check out our merch at googlingpodcast.bigcartel.com. Correct. And follow Caroline on Instagram at Coraline Maria and on Twitter at Coraline X Maria. And follow me on Instagram at Grace's Gold. Same thing on Twitter. And Caroline, what should these fine people do if they don't want to give us a five star review on iTunes or Spotify? If you want to give us anything less than a five star review, my recommendation for you is to find your doppelganger, uh, go up to them whisper it in their ear and once you die a really grisly death shortly after this encounter um the doppelganger will come and tell it to us fabulous <laughs> all right we'll talk to you guys next week creeper <laughs> bye bye i thought i saw your face today but i just turned my head away your face against the trees But I just see the memories as they come.